Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. Let's get this thing started. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does Better Call Saul. My name is Axel, and my co-host on this amazing journey is Mr. Heath Sentazo. Let's just say hi to Heath, and then I'll get into all the other shit. What's up, Heath? What's up, Axel? Number seven in Kenya, baby. Yeah. Kingstown Podcast. Yeah. Uh, a little, little shout-out to our peeps across the way. I'm uh, doing well, man. Love this episode. Can't wait to talk about it. Actually, love these episodes, mm-hmm. as I should say. Yep. But I'm excited to go on this uh, journey with you throughout the final season of Better Call Saul. And, uh, man, it's just artistry is all I'm going to say right now. Pure. Sure is, dude. And we're going to talk all about it. But before we get into it, just want to remind everyone, you can head on over to DVRpodcast.com. You can check out all our other great podcasts. As Heath mentioned, we're number seven in Kenya for our Mayor of Kingstown podcast. We got ton. I just released the last episode of Mindhunter that we did. Season two, episode nine is up there. Check out Mindhunter on all of the different podcasting places. You can also support the show. If you're a longtime listener, now's the time to jump on and support Heath and I. Go to DV, go to actually go to Patreon. Don't go to DVR podcast. Go to Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash DVR. You can support us for as little as $3 a month. There's like hundreds of back podcasts from our catalog and special podcasts we did. Soon we're going to be doing another special podcast for Heath's movie. Right, Heath? That's right. Yeah. Coming soon. Been seeing some cuts from it. It's amazing. Uh, but we're here to talk about Better Carl Call Saul. We'll be here every single week. We have some great guests lined up. Next week, we're going to have a guest. It's going to be a surprise. He's not going to know until we start recording. I'm going to set it up that way. So it'll be a great surprise for him each week who our guest is. We're going to probably do that every other week. But today, we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of season six of Better Call Saul, Wine and Roses, and The Carrot and the Stick. Now, I don't know about you, pal, but I was thinking about this, and we had talked, are we going to split this up into two pods? Are we going to talk about it together? Are we going to see what happens? I'm pretty much ready to just commit to talking about both of them like it's one big episode. I agree. Okay. Because the storylines, especially by character, it it, it was perfect for them to show the two episodes where really there's a reason why they did that. So, yeah, instead of being like, 
And when Nacho, did, oh wait, was that the second episode, Axel? Was that Carrot in the Stick? Yeah, Carrot in the Stick, whatever that is. And Wine and Roses, you know. So I like doing it that way. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, you know, they have done this. I think the past three or four, they didn't do it the first couple, but where AMC will release two episodes the first week. And last year, you could kind of see where the episode ended and where the new one began. With this one, I had a hard time seeing where one episode would have <laughs> ended and another. It, it it just really did seem like they must have known they were going to do it, so they kind of wrote it that way. But for money purposes and accounting, they have to separate them into two episodes because they're committed to a certain number and everyone's contracts. We've heard about this stuff before. But I really feel like this was just one big episode, and it was did not disappoint. I haven't read one person who was like, "Oh, that I oh, I'm really upset that Better Call Saul wasn't too good this week." No, everybody's like, "It's amazing." It just picks up right where we left off. It's just fantastic. Yeah, I I actually haven't read anybody this in this episode. Well, actually, in fact. I haven't read anything about anyone commenting on the episode. That's probably why. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, the, I was doing the same thing, Axel, with the episode break. And I think when they throw up that TV PG or whatever comes up yeah, in the left corner, I don't know if they do that after every break. I don't think so on AMC. So I'm wondering if that's – but it was, like you said, it was seamless. It, like I didn't feel like, oh, the episodes are over we're starting a new it just felt like a movie definitely man yep and uh we had talked a little bit on our season preview we both had some predictions and some desires and right away i was very pleased because there was no gene scene baby which is a good indication to me at least that we're gonna get a lot of gene stuff and a lot of stuff where they tricked us a little bit. We both mm -hmm. noticed they started in black and white. And actually, I'm not going to talk too much about it. I'm going to try not to actually listen to it until after the podcast. I listened to a little of it, but it's the official uh, Better Call Saul podcast that is available. Not ours? Everywhere. We're not no, official? No, we're not official. I know. I tried, but... Oh. You know, we're too big for them, man. We're a little too big. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, we're number seven in Kenya. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly, baby. We're international. International. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic podcast. I would suggest everyone go out and listen to it because we can't, we can't cover everything. We're not going to try to, you know re-describe every aspect of the show we're just going to try to bring whatever we see in it and what we enjoy talking about and that's kind of how they do the official podcast as well which is they just talk about certain aspects of it and one thing they did mention it's called the better call Saul insider by the way the official title is that they really did actually start out with black and white ties it wasn't in black and white. Oh. It was just black and white ties. And then they mixed it with the shot of colored of the ties in color. So then it became color. 
So it's like almost interestingly enough, they created like this extra layer of trickery where it wasn't really black and white. (laughs) So it wasn't even really that. But um, what we do see is we're probably within the last, I don't know, five episodes of Breaking Bad when this happens, which is that when Saul gets everybody, kind of everything blows up. We don't want to give too many Breaking Mm -hmm. Bad spoilers. But um, And this is the feds removing stuff from Saul's house, which we had never seen before. And it was the house itself was amazing. The gold toilet. Oh, the gold <laughs> toilet. I, I paused and I said, you know what? I want that. You just, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, yeah. That's a solo move, a gold toilet. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to sit down in the throne with a bunch of <laughs> uh, swords like Game of Thrones. I want to uh, sit on the gold throne. Yeah, that's, like that's, that. where, that's, that's where business is conducted. You're like Al Bundy. Putting a lot of money into the <laughs> <laughs> I was so weird about that show. But um, did you? Ca- there was a lot of stuff in this, and one thing again that they said in the Better Call Saul Insider podcast, which I have to stop talking about because you should just listen to it, which is that there is stuff in that you see that we don't know about yet that we'll get to find out about or that will be meaningful to us by seeing it appear during this coming season. Mm. Okay. Be- because, oh, yes. Right? Because he that's this right. is where he's really becoming Saul, right? Like really. Right. And a lot of that kind of stuff that surrounds him and the look and the feel of it, even we get it early with the scene with Kim where she's kind of like laying out his style, you know? The origin of Saul. Yep. Um, so with this scene, like I said, a lot of lot of different kind of throwbacks. Is there anything else that you noticed in it or wanted to shout out? Um, you know, I I was so when I saw the black and white ties, I was so expecting Gene. And then it was color, and, and I'm like, at first, I'm like, oh, this looks like uh, Lalo's compound, you know, at first or something. Like, it looks like a drug kingpin. Oh, and then okay. when you when you start seeing, when you see the salt sign and different things, and, of course, the medications and whatnot, then I'm like, wait a minute. Is this end of breaking bad? Like, so I was, you know, again, my, my mind isn't right on it, like. Boom. That's that. It takes me a few frames to, to realize because um, I, I was just I just get so lost in this show. No pun intended. And so I'm not like I'm trying to I will watch it as a fan first, whereas in podcasting, normally I'm scribbling down notes and like especially towards the end of Lost. That's what it was. And I, you know, I feel like I didn't enjoy it as much because I, I had to figure out every little thing in every frame. Uh, but like with with Better Call Saul, I'm kind of just like I do it after the fact. So it's a different way for me watching a show. So I was kind of confused at first, but then I got right into it and understood what's going on. But I wasn't sure. Is it like the Robert Forrester 
is this part of the plan to get his stuff away or is this the feds? I believe we, it was did, the did feds. You, yeah. It was the feds. Yeah. Okay. I okay. think their jackets said like DEA on them. Oh, well, there you go, Axel. Yeah, I was sure. so I was so I was so consumed with the props and what they're throwing <laughs> away and the and the woman's uh uh apparatus or i don't know oh if it was God. a bra or panties you know it was just like i was just so consumed with this place that i didn't even look at the jackets yeah it was well there you go it was a great scene and it was so well shot the choreography the movement and blocking and camera movement it was very poetic and uh, like a dance and actually in that podcast again the guy said that it was i was thinking about that i was like wow the people were really moving so well and he was like yeah they got dancers to do a lot of those parts so when the camera when the camera would swing in they could kind wow. of move away with grace you know what i'm no saying kidding. Like, it was just about body movement because there was no sound we didn't hear anything so right right that was really God, awesome brilliant. and you know you yeah. pick up i'm not gonna go back and look and you know we've talked about this like certain po- certain shows that was fun like in lost and in and even like in westworld i do it i go back and pause things and really look at them i don't do that for this show because i'll i'm gonna watch this again and I'm going to watch this season. And then uh, next year, when I rewatch it, I'll pick up stuff and I'll, I'll, oh, now I get it. I don't need to go look at every little detail right now. That'll be fun for me later on. For now. Right, right. Exactly. It just, what it really communicated to me, though, is how we seen Jimmy and Kim and we and we talked a, a little bit this about this in the preview in last season with the Shea we used to talk about this which is that they live so bare bones they have just this little this regular old condo right it's not terrible mm-hmm. but it's not great they have shitty cars they don't spend a lot of money they don't see it doesn't seem like they seek that even when they talk about Saul or whatever, that's a character, right? Like money has never been their object. Maybe power, recognition, feeling good, like being the best at what they do, but not mm-hmm. money and being so ostentatious. So when you see that where they are now and you know that what happens in Breaking Bad isn't that far away what you think to yourself, the stuff we see this season is going to push our Jimmy McGill that we knew sweet old Jimmy to think slipping Jimmy, right? He's really going (laughs) to slip because that house is disgusting. And to, for a person to live in that for the mask to become the face so much that he becomes Saul to this level. And we knew it from seeing the office and everything and breaking bad, but now seeing the house, it's like, wow, he's really going to have to be Saul for some reason, you know, a lot of pain. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm starting to, to wonder because, you know, unfortunately every Saul moment from breaking bad isn't in my brain. It's been so long since I've watched it um, and gone back, but even down to his near death experience, 
in, in the desert, it, it almost feels like why he, you know, we'll talk about the Howard stuff, how Kim is more into now all of a sudden Jimmy's like, no, I, should we do that? Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, he did the bowling ball and the prostitutes. And, and so I'm wondering if that desert, that scare of death and then Lalo showing up to their apartment. I wonder if that really did scare Jimmy and he's now, maybe it is more persona. That's how he survives dealing with this. Yeah. You know, it could be where the real Jimmy that we know, cause I'm almost believing cause you assumed, Oh, he becomes Saul on his own. And he's just, he's just a, you know, but I mean, that's the slipping Jimmy stuff with the cell phones. He's very smart, but it, but I'm wondering now with it getting kind of him getting close to the cartel, and the, and the dangerousness. I mean, he's been in situations before, but I mean that close. Um, Cause it's not like he's a superhero. He was getting shot at and almost died dragging money throughout the desert. You know, if it wasn't for Mike, he would have been dead um, as we talked about and seen. So it, this is very interesting how, if it is more of a persona to the outer world, and maybe we don't see the, we're seeing the inner stuff you know, the real Jimmy. And that, and that's why Saul and Jimmy, that's, there's two sides to yeah, that. Yeah. So you wonder if he even cared about that stuff. He just felt like he had to have that kind of stuff yeah. for the Saul Goodman persona. Yeah. And, or that, that he so hated himself, Jimmy McGill, that he had to even, it's right. not just when he's at work or when he's at the law office, it had to be even in his own home, he has to act the part. Yeah. And that is really sad. And that's totally disturbing. And it speaks to not a very positive road ahead for us this season with him and Kim. And let's just, I mean, let's get, let's kind of talk about if it's cool with you, let's like talk about their story Mm -hmm. and then we can talk about Nacho and Lalo and Mike and Gus and all that. Cause for this episode, they were really were very separate. Um, but like you said, man, the thing you mentioned, the, uh, what I want to say, you mentioned the, um, getting shot at in the desert. And one of the first things that happens, uh, before we cut to the opening credits is them waking up and then Kim throwing away that lawyer mug, that second, second best, best (laughs) that has the freaking gunshot through it. And in a way it's like they both have this amazing ability to like con themselves. They're not just great con artists. They con themselves. So Mm. it's almost Kim is just like, okay, we're going to forget about that. Yeah. Right. Like let's just, she would have brought it. She would have brought it up. Like, Cause she's realizing, okay, bullet holes. Yeah. There's more that happened that he's not telling me, but she's doing that. Yeah. If, if, if I don't stare at this thing, if I don't ponder it, it didn't happen. Yep. Just or keep it moving. It, you know, yeah. Survive. Keep it moving. Yep. Yep. It's like Great a call. shark, man. Um, quickly, one thing happens that I want, I had in my notes, which is that the very next scene with, uh, I should just start calling him Saul, but I want to call him Jimmy with Saul is that he sees the detective and the lawyer, the, I guess the state's attorney, uh, f- were, who were pressing the charges against Lalo. And they start talking about him using the fake name 
that he had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jimmy mm-hmm. fucks up and he says, and now you want me to keep track of Lalo? And they're like, who's Lalo? <laughs> right? But they look at him. I just want to bring that up because I think that that's going to come up again. Oh, 100%. Because he tried to do the Jimmy Saul slash Saul play it off. But I don't think they bought it. I really don't. A lot of times you have dumb characters that won't figure it out or let it go in, in some shows. But the, the look on their faces... Yeah, Ms. they Khalil they weren't letting that go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they're already on it like seven million. You know, you know, and I like having these secondary characters be smart versus oh they're not really they're not regulars. We don't have to worry about them. They're not going to figure it out. But it'll be very interesting if they do because you know they're supporting characters. They're not the ones we're following. But I like the fact that. Jimmy is so stressed, still that desert thing and the 7 million bucks, all that thing. This whole, his whole life is he, he's not himself. Um, he, at points he is, but he's, you know, he, he, he's battling in, yeah. internally yeah. and he just, he was exhausted and he mm-hmm. slipped. Jimmy slipped. Yeah. Hey, go figure. You bring up a great point because Heath, let's not forget that it was the last episode of the final season, I believe, that there's a scene where Jimmy meets up with Mike just to ask him about when he's going to feel okay again about like having PTSD from all the gunfire and seeing people shot. Remember, he sits in the car and he goes, when do you get used to this? You know, and Mike is kind of like, you just do <laughs> like, I don't yeah. like, and then he's like, but guess what? And then he kind of warns him like, you're in it now. Like you don't have a choice. So you're right. That's great insight. Great there, Heath, which is that at this moment, Kim is feeling very powerful. She just quit her job, right? She's got, she's figured out this sandpiper thing. And Jimmy got a bunch of cash from this fucking cartel shit, right? So she's feeling mm-hmm. a little bit more secure about that. But but mostly, she's doing awesome in her pro bono work. And she feels like Best she's... Best day really, of her life. Yeah, she's re- <laughs> exactly. She's re- she feels like she's really helping people. But at the same time, she totally doesn't even see the trauma that Jimmy went through and how he's feeling and how he's not himself... So you're right. Like before you said she was really pushing and we get this scene with them at the diner. They meet up for dinner and it's this amazing shots of um, beautiful shadow on a lot of times Mm -hmm. on one side of Kim's face. And a lot of times it we Jimmy's face, he's looking towards the light and it's more lit up. So it's like they're playing a kind of game there with the, with the light and communicating that Kim is solidly, she's, Oh, she's cool with this, right? Like she's split down the middle and she's okay with it. Whereas Jimmy keeps on wavering back and forth. He's, he's not really there yet. And it's really Kim that's pulling him coming up with the idea. Let's use cliff Maine to get to Howard. Let's not just go rated Howard which leads us into their all their little pranks that they pull, which is just kind of like 
I feel bad watching it too because I remember the last couple seasons thinking and even saying it's going to be so fun to, and it is fun to watch them pull shit together like pull cons together but mm-hmm. now that they're actually doing it it's quite desperate and just I have a question yeah go for it speaking of desperation okay so and 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 for, for whatever reason and, and and I'll lead to my question I feel so bad for Howard should I feel bad for Howard like I am I am I supposed to hate him too for whatever reason since the bowling ball and the and everything and this con and the cocaine and I just I feel bad for the guy but am, but am I misremembering like he was a real dick I don't like think I, so. I know I don't I don't think so I think it's really your opinion I think there be there would be some people who would say that Howard was like just a typical rich prick who had everything handed to him, who thought he could just play with people's lives, that it was okay. Right. 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 And there'd be other people who would say, he's just a normal dude. He, you know, like he's anal. He's very right. He's a lawyer. He looks like he, he <laughs> works really hard. There's no doubt about that. Right. Like there's never been an instant. Right. That's why. This whole thing is weird because they're going after Howard in his main strength, which is like what a con man does, right? Like you'd think you would go after the weak point. No, that's too easy. You're going to go after like you're going to say something ridiculous that Howard, the most straight laced, energetic, enthusiastic, happy (laughs) on like seemingly honest guy in a world of chucks, right? would be snorting cocaine and fucking up his, his, uh, job. So I know Heath, I think you could see it either way. I I think, okay, honestly, I'm a bit more, uh, I am empathetic towards Howard. I don't think Howard is a bad person. Not, I don't think so at all. And I also think based upon who Jimmy becomes and what we've seen him do, (laughs) he was right about him. You know, he wasn't and he was caught up with the Chuck thing because it became kind of incestuous with business and friendship in ways that a lot of people don't know how to navigate. So maybe I'm forgetting something terrible that Chuck did. I think he did some shitty things that I wouldn't do, but I'm not a dude who like works at a big law firm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think probably everybody. I mean, this is. Oh, the God. sandpiper thing, I assume, and and the early stuff with with Jimmy and the whole Chuck thing, and you know, yeah, but yeah, I, I hope I'm not missing something. I don't think there's anything like that. We're uh, like, how could you forget that? Well, look, I'll t- I, we know this. He didn't kill anybody, and he does always seem to try to do the best for his client or what he perceives in order to stay afloat as a business that they have to do. So in that sense, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, one one even tries to give Jimmy a job, right? (laughs) I mean, that is true too. Again, he he tries to to correct his wrongs. I mean, I don't think in any way Howard killed Chuck. I don't think that that's true at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I just think I mean he might not be the best guy. I mean he's a lawyer, he, he's he's gonna work for his clients, and it's about money and winning. And 
you know, you may not like that, but I just feel like this is a lot to, to do to a person. Uh, okay. Bowling ball prostitutes come in. Okay. Yeah. But now and cocaine forget, and all that. <laughs> the, the, the thing is though, um, they don't mention it. Kim doesn't mention it when she's, when she initially says, let's use cliff. Right. But remember mm-hmm. cliff was there when the, when uh, the uh, prostitutes came, remember? Oh, that's right. So I he about saw that. that too. So it's like wow. building on what, it, or she's kind of building on it already. Like his, you know, there's something. He has another life that Cliff. Now, you know. Yeah. Did you did you pick up uh, until she said it's just baby powder? I didn't pick up that it was cocaine. Oh, I. Did. I, did, I didn't know. Oh, you did. I, I, <laughs> my dumbass <laughs> thought it was sand. I thought oh, it was no, sand in it, no. like sand pipe. I like I didn't. Doing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I again, I, I, I must have been. You know, I just didn't. I didn't see it, and I, I didn't ring with me until the baby powder comment. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm slipping. I usually I pick these things up right away. You were just I'm slipping it, solo. You're getting slipping back solo. Time. You'll, you'll slipping solo. <laughs> so right. We got an echo in here. Um, but you mentioned <laughs> when that whole thing goes down um, at the golf club, oh, I man. feel that this, this, this was where Jimmy started to get it back a little bit. You know what I mean? And that propelled mm-hmm. him into the whole meeting with the Kettleman's. And kind of duping them with the signatures and getting them to, you know, say, fuck you. And then go to Cliff, which is exactly what he wanted. But I think that it was when um, Kevin saw Jimmy in the club, Saul, and then brought the guy over. Whoever played the golf golf, uh, club manager there, that dude's a lot of stuff. I've met that. I've met that dude. He had... When I was bartending back in the day, he he had his engagement party in my bar because because he's uh he, I think he's like Dwight Schrute in the office is like best friend, oh, okay. like the, the the crazy one. But he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, does. when he got engaged, he got engaged. They had a get together up in my Crystal View Lounge that I used to uh, have, and uh, and he was up there, and you know, and I'm like, oh, that, and he, he's yeah, he's in. A, I just saw him in an episode of Sex in the City. Yeah, I was as just, well. Yeah, he. I, I like when you see these uh, these character actors. Maybe you haven't seen in a while, or they're older, and you're like, oh, they look good. Good for them. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he, that dude hasn't changed. Still I don't know his yeah. name off the bat, but he's yeah, got a he's. Look. Uh, yeah, you know, he definitely has a look. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. But um, yeah. when Kevin sees Jimmy, and then when Jimmy pulls the whole thing about being. <laughs> Saul Goodman, <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> McGill, right? Is now Saul. Yeah, yeah. Know, and he knows too that Kevin knows his name is Jimmy McGill. Like it's so silly. But um, oh my god, when he pulls that whole thing, which to me was just completely. What did you think of that? What, what was your when he was going through all that? I mean, what did you think? I mean, I knew exactly what he was doing, but it. I. 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 I my mental thought was Jimmy McGill, man, he can pull a con with the best of them. I mean, he really, and it was like, you know, it was uncomfortable and that's what was supposed to happen. But man, he, he just, he has it when he wants to, yeah. man, he can pull anything. And I just, I, you know, 
again, now with, you know, Rex Lynn, the actor, uh, you know, from CSI Miami. And of course, you know, the, had a nice role in this. I, you know, I've loved that actor and different things. And he just plays that. He just wants to kick his ass and he's pissed and he is pissed. And Jimmy just knows how to, it's like, it's like, you know, you know how like Vince Vaughn and swingers and different movies, how Vince Vaughn in real life, he's supposedly like that. Just the way he can gnaw at you and pull your strings and piss you off. He has that natural ability to do that. It's the same. I don't know if it's a Bob Odenkirk thing, but definitely a Saul Goodman, Jimmy McGill thing. He, he just, he, he knows how to play it. And I'm just like, at, at one point I'm like, this is brilliant. But at the same time, I'm laughing at the same time. I'm like, Oh man, this is awful. Yeah. It's like I went through all those emotions during it, but I I knew, you, you, you know, it, you know, and he, you know, especially a lot of times when, when he's conning someone and they do the old shot of him walking away, smiling mm-hmm. to let the audience know that's what I wanted to do. I mean, it, at this point, you should know that he's doing this for a reason and he's getting the upper hand and he just, because a lot of the Chuck stuff through that, that's where he, he failed a lot. And, and Chuck just was on him and it, it was, it was tough, especially, you know, during the early part of this show. But I mean, slipping Jimmy when he wants to, he can, I mean, he can run, he can run with the best of them. And it's just, I thought it was pretty impressive to be honest with you. Yeah, um, it was it, but you know what, in a way, I wasn't able to enjoy it as much. And I felt that way throughout this episode that I do have this great sense of foreboding about what we're going to see. And in prior seasons, it was like, okay, we, you know, we have time for him right. to kind of dip down and go back up. And maybe like we have time to pretend that there may be some sort of redemption here, you know, which maybe we will see in the gene stuff, but I don't know about that either. You know, he is who he is. Yeah. And Kim is who she is. And I'm finding myself, you know, I, I felt, I don't know. It's like that definitely the having a big scene with Kevin was not a part of the plan. He was supposed to sneak in there, put the cocaine, get the fuck out of there. Right. But just that he couldn't help himself right to cause a scene to get more attention to put kevin in his place and just and you're right too the 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 joy in which he did it and also how successful he was it's almost like do you really want to be that good at being so bad to people well yeah you know? i mean it's, it's in his blood it's yeah. sad. It's in his DNA. I want to get back um, to enjoying these people being horrible, but well, I don't know. maybe I will the as the thing. season goes on. Well, but, but Axel, I think you bring up a great point. I think that moment, like you said, it wasn't planned, but he went with it and just decided to do something for himself almost. Yep. I don't know if yep. it made him feel better because he's been feeling so damn depressed exact with PTSD control. and everything. Get control Can over he something. Get control back. And show him who's boss, but like the you know the it it's tough because you're right. Like I'm not one. You know when people prank call on shows, (laughs) like crank yankers and stuff like that. For some reason, I get so uncomfortable with prank calls. Like I just I don't know what it is. I don't enjoy it, 
like I know a lot of people think it's so funny and hilarious. I don't like it. The, the, the uncomfortable, like even though I do like the movie Meet the Parents, but the Ben Stiller character throughout is in these uncomfortable situations. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I can only take it in doses. It's just the way I am. It's like when in a spy show when you, you got 20 seconds to get something out of the office and get out. I get so damn nervous. They're going to get caught. <laughs> you know, I just have these weird little things that get me uncomfortable. And it was very uncomfortable. But at the same time, I knew it was important for Jimmy to let off this steam, even though it was, you know, when he start turning the race thing, even though it is funny because his real name's McGill, like that, that, that was pretty funny. Um, but it's just, you're right. It just, it was, it was an unbalanced scene where I, I was lat like I said, I was laughing and then I felt weird and I don't know. Yeah. Um, made you go back and forth. It was a good one though. And it was yeah. fun to see just another great shot of the two of them with binoculars watching, <laughs> watching our yeah. Do people use binoculars anymore other than the military? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> if you're like at a sports game or something, that's the only time. I don't know. Maybe bird. I haven't watching. seen anyone with binoculars at a sports game in a long time. I, uh, I guess if you're a peeping Tom, <clears throat> I guess if you're a peeping Tom, maybe if that's still yeah. a thing, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's the whole thing. I don't know. But, Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? I forgot to mention is, um, the, when they were at the diner, how Kim was kind of talking. Oh, did we talk about that? Getting like getting him in office and how Saul should have this type of car. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned, yeah. you didn't go into detail, okay. but you did mention how it seems that Kim is creating the it Saul does. Goodman, putting the fin finishing touches on him. And like, I mean, it definitely continues throughout this episode leading up through the whole Kettleman's thing that happens. I mean, basically, we see them do in a long there. I mean, this is all the same con. But it's different stages and the first stage was directly with Cliff and then the second stage was to kind of have someone verify the cocaine, which turns out to be the Kettleman's who yeah. you can't go back any further. They were in the first episode of the whole series. You remember the guy Craig worked for the government and he embezzled all this money. But the main thing that I remembered about them was really the wife, Betsy Kettleman, because she mm -hmm. was like a con. I think in a way she kind of almost inspired Jimmy because she was so fervent in her con from the very beginning. And just like, basically there's a whole, you know, we could go, go through the whole thing that, that happened with them, but it, they went back and forth between Jimmy between uh, um, Hamlin and Hamlin and and Cliff's uh, loss firm, eventually the guy had to go to prison. They gave the money back after they paid Jimmy off. All this shit happened. And they ended up really hating Kim because, she, because her kind of uh, intelligence and basically her uh, doggedness came out at that point as right. well. But that was when Jimmy was back working with Cliff. So it was fun to see them at, when they first came up. 
Um, but the thing that I most remember was really Betsy and how it was just like, she's just like mentally ill, like severely and, and just like totally crazy and how in the very beginning of this show, they kind of laid that down, you know, and it kind of con- ended up for me connecting to Chuck and, and Jimmy's issues as well as Kim's just mm-hmm. like really damaged people. So I thought it was interesting. They brought them back, not just for the callback, but because I think it says a lot about what the show's themes are with damaged people. Yeah. And, and Betsy, uh, the actress who plays Betsy, I mean, she did such a, she does such a phenomenal job. Like I couldn't stand her, but I'm like in a good way. Like I'm like, she's pulling it off. Julianne like, Emery. Yeah. She's fantastic. She was great. Um, you know, it's funny. Cause when they, when, when they, when they then are trying to put the final touches on this whole con thing with, you know, them going to see, you know, planning the Howard, your lawyer was on Coke and he was high energy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. That oh, was wait, great. We got to say the best line though, which is, and also call out to the amazing shot of Jimmy standing next to that big blow up statue of Liberty, which is probably going to oh, give yeah. him the idea to use the blow up thing at his office later. Right. Right. Um, I think it's kind of like a, like giving him like just weird ideas of how to, that's why I feel like she is in a way kind of they, that couple is in a way a mirror in a sense for, for Jimmy and for Kim. And I think that we see it, especially the way it ends with Kim, like fucking putting them in their place that the women are so strong and the men seem to be just very weak well, and, you know, Axel, Jimmy, Jimmy was losing it there. Yeah. With the carrot and the stick. He, he wasn't pulling it off. He, I think he, he just was trying to do it a certain way. And he, you know, and he does end up giving them the money. Like you see the softness of Jimmy wasn't able to close that. And if it wasn't for Kim, it wouldn't have happened, but it was, Kim was ruthless. But what a scene, what a scene that was. Oh my God. When she makes the call and it's just, I mean, she's just, Hey, I got some people that uh, I might want you to, (laughs) you know, just the voice that she used and. Oh yeah. That, that strong lawyer voice. Man, dude, I'm smarter than you times a thousand. And I I was getting like a game of Thrones vibe. I thought that that was fucking Tywin or something, you know, like she's got that kind of like just viciousness about her and just, you know, just being a total closer, you know, like just winning, getting it done, you know, um, it has to be her way. Um, did you think the one thing that confused me with the whole thing, Jimmy Mm -hmm. gets him to sign the papers. That's obviously just to get that. They, he knows they don't like him and they don't like Kim. And so he, they're going to be like, fuck you. We're going to go to some other lawyer. He wants that to happen. They make their way to cliff, right? We find out they went to every, they went to a bunch of other people too. And like four others or something. Yeah. Yeah, Then they figure it out, right? They, Mm -hmm. they figure out, oh, they're doing this because they just want us. No one is going to take this case. They just want us to slander, slander, um, uh, what's Harry, uh, 
I'm sorry. Howard. Howard, excuse me. Or Harry. I mean, I'm sure. Or, I'm or, sure. <laughs> what, what, someone calls him Harry. Call him. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you? I, that was the part when they're when Jimmy and Kim are back at their apartment, and Jimmy's mm-hmm. talking to him on the phone. He goes, "Yeah, we'll meet." Blah blah blah. You know. And Kim's like, "I'm surprised it took him this long to figure it out." I right. didn't perceive that step happening, but she did. And I feel like that was a way of telling the audience, like, yo, Kim is way smarter than you, audience member. <laughs> She's, I did not perceive that they were going to figure it out. I thought that eventually they would come back to them and then Jimmy would just be like, I don't want to take the case, you know, or so, you know what I mean? Or right, like, he would just right. bag it off somehow. Yeah, I, I, to me, I, I just thought them going to Cliff, that's all all that they need they needed. Yeah, I, I thought that was the only step. Yeah. I didn't realize they would foresee them going to a bunch of others and get in the I guess you know, in the circle, getting that out there. But what were they doing, Axel? And and you know when they were kind of like doing a little improv at the table. Like, <laughs> what was that? What was that all about? Like, because I thought they were about to run some con- different. Is that for something for later? Is that what were they doing? I think there? that's their other cases. Because oh, they still have other mean? cases. Right. That's their real cases. So I think that they were just oh, okay. kind of, you know, because at oh. one point, Kim was talking about this other case she had. And then I think That's at right, another okay. point, Jimmy was talking about a different case that he had. It was just, I think it was just trying to communicate to us that they're blending like this thing, the con that they're doing and their law stuff is it's kind of like the same juice. You know what I mean? Like they right, mix right. it together. They work. They not only work together on the bad stuff, but they actually do work together on their cases like they're a good team ah okay okay so not to read in you don't have to read into it too much that's just basic it just it just confused me a little bit well I'm and again just, this uh, is better call so you know it could be that that's the most important thing that we find out in the last right. episode <laughs> well that's the thing is this something else they're gonna do yeah. for later or it was i thought that was something they're gonna to do something. tomorrow i don't know dude. Ah. you can't who, who knows you can't catch everything in this show you know, maybe they're doing the one, you know, the play version of Nacho and Libre <laughs> or whatever, you know. But um, know. there's an in, in the interesting little, uh, little mumbling, little aside as they're leaving the um, what's the name? What is the, what is the Kettleman's place called again? I had it. Oh, the tax freaking oh, sweet thing. liberty. I think it's called sweet, sweet liberty. Sweet liberty, yes. Sweet Liberty loans. So Sweet they, Liberty. Yeah. Um, when, and it was, and of course it was no, as you knew when you were kept, when you saw these old people coming in and getting their check and she, and she was taught, you knew they were running a scam too, right? Like, oh, 100%, 100%. Without question going to become a part of it. And I bet you yeah. Kim knew that too. And that was what, you know, it didn't take yeah. much to figure that, that that was happening. That didn't surprise me at all. Um, uh, Kim's smart. <clears throat> But uh, I forgot my original thing, which is when uh, Betsy says, 
when when Jimmy says you didn't have good representation, there was some cocaine with an important person, and she goes, "That awful woman with a ponytail is a cocaine addict." <laughs> that was a great line. I just had to throw that one. Uh, but as they're leaving, Jimmy has a little line. He just he just says under his breath, "Wolves and sheep." Yep. And man, he's right. And they are the sheep, and freaking the you know the wolf is sitting in the car next to him, right? Like he was just kind of, it was interesting to see him watching Kim work. And there's several points in this episode where Jimmy's just watching her and looking at her and just totally in love with her. Um, They have never been that romantic. These two, you know, Um, we've seen them, you know, have sex a couple times and, and, they're obviously great friends and they're great like teammates, but it's almost like a drug addict, alcoholics relationship. Mm. Oh, it totally is. Yep. Where there's no passion. There's just, they, they have the same interests and different things in there. Uh, you know, it's got that weird feeling. Buddy. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. Like, like drug buddies Good who man. have sex. And yeah, it just kind of feels on the bit, uh, get off on these cons and get off on. Yeah, the that's power. there. Yep. hundred percent. That's I mean, that's how I I see it. That's great. Uh, that's great. Heath. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like it. There's so much love. I mean, they care about each other, but it almost just seems like it's weird because it almost seems like one of them could walk out at any time, but yet they don't. Because yeah, I mean, that that just, other one fuels them in that way. Yeah, I mean, th- let's go back again to how they got married, where they were. He kept on <laughs> lying to her, and she's like, "The only way we can solve this is to marry me." Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Cam. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, you know, that's like people who are like, "Our relationship sucks. Let's have a baby." That'll make yeah. us come together. No, that'll make a fucked up baby. Um, yeah. But uh, you know that's how some people think, and we see also from knowing about her past. You know, like it's damaged people. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what they both are. That's what Chuck was. That's what Howard probably is too. You know, maybe we'll get to know even more about who Howard is. That 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 would be interesting as well. Um, but it's interesting to me that I don't think Kim is mad at Jimmy. Like when initially too. Only he is supposed to come to that last meeting with the Kettlemans. But after hearing him on the phone and and he's in the bathroom and she says, you're going to use the carrot or the stick, right? And then he mm-hmm. says, I like to use a spoonful of sugar like my mama said. Like he just makes a little <laughs> joke, right? And then she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to come with you. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, she knows. She knows that yeah. something she can feel it. Like I got to make sure this gets done. Mm-hmm. She's got, and I need to be it. there. Cause I don't th- Yeah. And because, and also I, I don't think she thinks he can close this one out. Like, because the whole, like you gave the money to them, like she sensing his softness. I wonder if that's going to become a thing going forward in the app. Ep- I wonder if they're going to address that. Like, Mm-hmm. If she's going to say like, you know, or if he's going to say, Hey, I haven't been, I, I don't, I haven't felt like myself since what happened in the desert or if she brings it up or is it, is it that, or is it that he really doesn't want to do this stuff? Cause he, you know, when she brought up the Howard stuff in the beginning of the episode, he was like, are we still doing that? You know, like he was like, yeah. oh, I thought we were joking. And then she really wants to do it. 
but I, I have a hard time even after watching five seasons going into the sixth here of this series, I have a hard time knowing if Jimmy would want to do it because he's done some really horrible shit, but then sometimes he does know when to back off and he knows what he's doing. You know, I mean, I mean that that's the big, uh, the big question is, is this, yeah. Uh, is, you know, is it, is this Jimmy just maturing um, or has he got PTSD or he would, if that stuff in the desert didn't happen, he almost got killed a few times, many times, would he still be, you know, will he, would he still be? And that, that's what I think right now. And I think that's what's going to end up changing him is what's changing him is going to be that because you know, that bowling ball thing and the prostitutes and all that stuff, that stuff he does on impulse. Now we got a glimpse of it at the, uh, the country club, but that was, that was a real, that wasn't like a slippy, slip, slippy, Jimmy slipping, Jimmy kind of, that was a real personal, very up, up the stakes morally, which I, it, it, it didn't feel like, a con there it just it felt like he the attack it just felt different yeah uh so so that's going to be interesting to see where this all goes yeah Um, there's two aspects to me which is is he also did did what happened in the desert and what has happened recently and with lalo coming over and kim going to visit lalo and him being worried about that and like I'm saying, all these shots of him looking at her, like he he just he's loves her and he's really worried about her. He wants to protect her. He he's worried about getting her more involved in this mm-hmm. in some way that she can't go back. But then she wants to do it. So this is a world that she seems to not have an issue with. You know that meeting that she had with Lalo. And then later we saw the talking to she gave him and she'll do that to anybody, you know, and like Kevin said, she's a shark. I want the best on my team. Um, but also with Howard, I think Jimmy loves Howard. And I think he saw Howard as like Howard said, a kind of a part of their family. And yeah, yeah. they've done shit to each other, but it's almost like, you can make fun of your brother, but when someone else does it, you know, you're like, hey, shut the fuck up, you know, in your case. Right, sister, exactly. You you protect your siblings, you know what I mean? That's family. I feel mm-hmm. like it's I feel like there's a lot of shit going on. Um but yeah, Jimmy's just not he's not up to the speed that Kim is at right now, but he has been in the past. I don't want to oh, get yeah. too twisted. Like, yeah, Kim's, yeah, we don't Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that's why this has caught our attention because he normally he would do this shit. No problem. But he's hesitating. And and she's the one, again, pushing the Howard thing like he he was on that point, but then he dropped it. You know, his last thing was yelling at Howard at the courthouse when he was walking away. And, And that seemed to be. And then, of course, other things happen after that, but. In, in his own, you know, different situations, but I believe that was the last Howard thing. Uh, you know, embarrassing mm-hmm. like that. That was, terrible. and then it just good point. That was good point. 
So lightning bolts shooting out of my fingertips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it almost felt like you know. Then you know stuff with the cartel, and he, you know, and he's probably going through like, okay, the cartel is this the wrong? You know, what's going on with my life? And my, you know, I got this bag of money, but I don't, you know. And it's funny with the money because Kim looks at the money in a way like it's almost like she wants it, but she's like, can I touch it? Can I use it? I don't know. It, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a way of committing know. to that life, right? Like if you're going to use this, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, right. you know, like, and they're very, they're lawyers. They're so transactional. Like they spent the mm-hmm. money. You willingly spent money from a cartel, you know, like, so she keeps on like each one is a step. Um, yeah, man, deep shit with them. Love it. We end if you have anything else, uh, do you have anything else until the final shot? Just the final shot is who is following like them. About. Somebody's following Jimmy and Kim. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it is? My, my my first impression was Lalo, but didn't he go the other way? They made he it. Did. Okay, he did. He did, and that's why I'm like he's going to get proof, but he went the other way. So would that be enough time for him to get over the border and stuff? That's why I, you know, I don't know um, that that's what I, you know, my first impression without thinking about anything, I'm like, Oh, that's gotta be Lalo, but it could be, who knows? It could be a, a character from breaking bad. We haven't seen yet. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, I think my guess I think Howard, it's either Howard or Howard hired someone because, again, recalling the last time that Howard and Jimmy saw each other in the courthouse and Jimmy acted like a complete crazy person. Mm-hmm. And Howard said to him, the bowling ball, the prostitutes, I know that was you, Jimmy. Right. That seemed right. very much like you. I think Howard is going to pick up on what's going on and i'm not so sure that's why like i don't know that this con is going to turn out as well as they think it is and i think the example of the kettleman's picking up on what they were doing mm-hmm. and then kim having to threaten them is and kim not, loses her license i just i don't think that bodes well for you right. know what I mean? because usually jimmy wouldn't Jimmy is gets gets away a little cleaner, you know, and I think that that maybe isn't so clean and they're already some like not really tying up the loose ends as right, right. you know, you know, that's I think a great point. smarter than they think, too. Yeah, that you know, that's a great point, because it's not like because they were so used to them getting getting they're doing their cons and, yep. and winning that eventually you're going to lose. I mean, something's going to happen. I, yeah, and I hope one, we've I mean, seen I, them lo- we've seen Jimmy lose some small, but you know, you lose the big one. This is the big one. I mean, this is the big one. Cause even Kim mentions, this is the big one and, and it could bite them in the ass. Um, this time. Yeah. If Howard's smart enough, which I believe he is, I mean, now you're trying to, you know, plant cocaine and, 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 and smear his name. I can't believe he's going to take that lying down because it's not like Jimmy and Kim are like the cartel where he needs to fear them. 
And we know exact cartel. We know in order for Jimmy to become the true Saul Goodman, the Saul Goodman that has that ridiculous house in the beginning of the episode, he doesn't need for this to work. He needs for the cartel and the underworld shit to work because that Mm -hmm. is the way we know from breaking bad. He was involved with that shit, you know? So, that speaks to me that maybe the Saul part works out, but whatever happens here doesn't, or at least maybe it's going to be a little harder than they think, you know, that maybe Howard right. is, is smarter than they think. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. It could be Howard, but I don't know. Lalo, I thought it, I thought it might be Lalo. We can talk about Lalo now. I think we kind of covered Jimmy and, uh, yeah, I think we covered them for the whole season. I think we're good. I know. I, I don't think, think we so. need to talk about it's them so ever again. fun, though. Um, yeah, I know. We see Lalo's whole thing. This was a lot of fun, man. I love anything with Lalo. He's just such a joyful, murdered fucking bastard. <laughs> so my, he might be one of my top five in my top five cartel favorites. Definitely. You know? I like him, man. The whole thing with... Having like some dude on standby that looks like you, that you already had his teeth done (laughs) just so you could use them in case you needed to get that was that when that kind of came into place for me, as we found out different things and late, you know, in the episode, Gus is like, you know, um, or what's his Tyrus is like, uh, they, you know, the dental records checked out. And I was like, oh, shit. And then earlier he said, did he get the dental work? Remember that? Right, right, right. It, it was so smart. And as soon as the guy walked in, I was like, that dude looks like him. And then it was like, he's got his same build. And he's like, "Cut, make your mustache like mine. That was just, that was clean. Amazing. I mean, Great. I mean, in a way, not in a good way, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. just, to have that contingency plan, I mean, jeez. Jeez, Louise Dreyfus. I mean, it, it just, wow. I, 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 yeah, freaking Lalo, man. But I just, that too. They talk about that stuff. That's like um, Saddam Hussein having the body doubles and like, oh, yeah. You know I mean, they say that about the cartel guys that they have like three guys that look like them. That hang oh, like in uh, that movie surgery. with Matthew Fox and Dennis Quaid, Vantage Point. The body double of the president. Oh, there you go. Yep. Exactly, See? man. I have. Chief, talk about an obscure movie I just brought up. Um, and then we get the great scene with Lalo uh, talking on the phone to Hector Salamanca. Oh, the A. Eh, the <laughs> awesome, dude. Dude, I'm glad. I'm glad they jumped in time a little bit because I'm like, man, I don't want to watch a whole scene with a but. But it was amazing. I was a little upset that they did that. To be honest with you, I really wanted them to continue for like 15 minutes while they spelled <laughs> it out, and the guys kept on coming up. Come on, what are you doing? Um, I thought that that, that was bell. genius. Yeah, it goes along with the bell. But you know what? It says it's like. When Lalo first burst out in the scene, he's just got such a big smile, such a big personality. Expect him to not be so patient 
and so appreciative of the little things. Like last season when Nacho was jumping to jumping across buildings to get the drugs from that <laughs> stash house. And he was like, look at him go. <laughs> right. Like he was like, like haywire too. Yeah. He was having so much fun <laughs> watching him. Like Lalo just, I don't know. He's very Zen character. He really seems to take each moment as what it is, you know, and that whole oh, yeah. conversation, just also the fact that there's something endearing the way he still is so committed to Hector in the shape that he's in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you think yeah. with all the cartel shit you've seen and what the Salamancas have done, what we've seen in breaking bad and this, and we know what we know about Gus and Max and all that shit. You'd think that he'd want to take him out so he could be in charge, but yet, you know what? That's a great point. That's a great point, Axel. Because in almost every show, it's like I want to take over. The old man needs to go. He's respecting that, and he continues to. And and that I do like that. And he, I mean, he really loves him. I really do believe. And he, you know, again, it's like athletes that respect the roots of the game, the Jackie Robinsons of the world, the Willie Mazes, you know, the Ted Williams, like the history and you respect the game. And, and it's just like, I, you know, when you respect the past or respect someone who might be at the end of his rope, but still technically in power, you respect that. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And it's, it's just like, and I, I do like, I mean, Lalo might be my favorite character in this show. I mean, I love Saul. I love Kim. Kim is, but Lalo, I guess my favorite new character, I guess you could say, but he's up there, man. I just, every time, he, like you said, he's on screen and stuff. I am locked in. Yeah. I freaking love that dude. Yeah. And I will watch anything Tony Dalton does. That dude has brought me joy in this show. <laughs> like He's so fantastic. It's like him. Him and and Miss Seahorn, I, I, they got to get nominated. And there's something very interesting in this episode, okay? Lalo mm-hmm. kills four people, and we do not see him kill anyone. He kills... Oh, interesting. When, when he kills right. the couple, we cut away. We just when, see a knife. Yep. Yep. And when, we, when he kills the other guys, we are inside that cool-ass fake... Hey, oh, man, that great hay. I love that right? place. So I want to go in there and play cards. They are doing this on purpose because I think that Lalo we, I, scares me because it kind of speaks to me when you do that, that you're waiting to let loose this beast and to see the, that, the Salamanca in him and what yes. he would do to someone and what he will do because we don't see him kill these people. And it's so casual. And, and especially after this, he pulls the hay aside. And he goes, yeah, you're going to have to find another way across the border. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, he gives the money and says, make sure everybody gets paid back their money. And, you know, a lot of times we won't see killings is because there's not maybe not in the budget or a movie like seven, yes. it's more powerful yeah. to see the aftermath like star city murders. That's just, just got a little spoiler there for my movie, but, Sense but in breaking bad, they have two power. Yes. You know, and, and, and they could have shown it and been all, you know, 
I mean, but there's a reason why they're not. And I think you're right because I believe I want almost a nacho Freudian slip, but I believe Lalo will kill someone significant mm. and we're going to see it. Yeah. I, I could, I, I believe that too. I think it also plays into his general, it can, it can also serves a, a kind of more surface purpose of keeping his character of us liking him more. You know, that, that, that is another great point because yeah. if we see him, and he hasn't. Makes a I smile mean, because we when he's on screen, Lalo. Well, that's the thing. He kills two innocent people. That had we seen him do that, my, I, he would go down major. And yeah. you know, I'm surprised I still love him. But you know, it's 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 a TV show. It's not real, right? It's not real. Um, I don't think it is. I mean, morally, yes. I I don't want to see him kill innocent people. But in the show context, um, you know, unfortunately, it's weird. We really. In Hollywood, we've come a long way from loving the anti-hero, the Tony Soprano, the, you know, well, the Godfather, uh, the Corleones and stuff. It, it, it's funny how like a guy like Lalo, when I when I was a kid, you know, I, I would have hated Lalo because I'm always rooting for the good guys. Dude, and now bad guys solo. <laughs> well, you're a little messed up in that. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's I try. I sometimes I do. Sometimes I, you know, I was always be like, get like away I, from the cops, run, run, motherfucker, run. <laughs> yeah, get away from the cops. I mean, but it is interesting how it's like. I mean, Jim and Kimmy, Kimmy, Jim and Kimmy, Jimmy um, and Kimmy, Jimmy Kimmy. I did. I, I did that too. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm rooting for them, and they're like the two that I'm really invested in but I, I i i guess i'm more like i'm not like if lalo died i wouldn't be crying and be upset but i'm enjoying his journey i mean when he did the jack bauer taking everyone out that was just like Ooh, badass i know you that's know and i'm just thing, like right we've seen him we've seen that's why i'm saying like the beast will get loot right like we've seen him how proficient he is at killing and so I think, I think it'll, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. We saw the big shootout with him and killing people and stuff. Now we're not. So does that mean, like we said, they might be setting up a bigger yeah, kill or think, is it man. just, They're just kind of yeah. setting the season, the vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're keeping right. it a little mysterious with Lalo too. his idea, mm -hmm. like his death is also mysterious as we, right. We've talked about it. Very, it could be guy. very, no one's yeah, who, no yeah. one's sure who knows that he is alive or where he is or you know what I mean or what he's who he's listening to. So mm -hmm. I think that 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 speaks to that as well. Um, yes. As we said, after he kills those two coyotes, he steals their truck, and then there's a sign and it's pointing towards the United, United States, States, and he yeah. goes the other way. He does go the other way. So what evidence? Besides Nacho, what evidence is he going? And he mentions a person's name. Oh, that's. Oh, he does. Or what does he mention? Paid or something like that. Hmm. He's that's what he's spelling out to him. Oh, yes. But does yes. that mean evidence in Spanish? Proof. That was. Oh, I think, proof. yeah, it was. Proof. Like, yeah, right. it was. Okay. Proof. 
Brufado or whatever. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that's what it was. Because then in the subtitles, he they put in the proof in there. Yeah. So, oh, so not so he's probably still in Mexico then because Nacho is the proof, right? Isn't that the proof? That's what I'm saying. What do you think the proof is? I think that Nacho. It's got to be Nacho yeah. Libre. Okay. I think it's not it, not. Yeah, not Jack Black. But, but is it? Or not? It is. I don't know. Maybe there's something else. I just don't know. This show it is could be. so smart and twisty and turny. I, I'm not quite sure um, what other proof. I mean, the only the 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 only proof would be linking Nacho to Gus. Gus. And there's no. I I couldn't. I couldn't think how just sitting there in the old folks' home. Hector would have all of a sudden figured out some proof, but I don't know. You know what I well, mean? Well, he's like, he's just saying you're gonna need. I don't yeah. think Hector figured out the oh, actual proof. He just proof. says go find. He's like you're gonna need proof okay. to cut. Yes. All right. Now so I'm being too specific about it. I I mean that's what I think. That's okay. what I got out I of it. And, but it, but it would be weird though that Lala would just be like, oh, proof. Oh, the guy Nacho, who I haven't caught yet. Let me go get him. That, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what's so, weird. Yeah. That's what's weird. That's what, for this show, that wouldn't be, well, that wouldn't be. I, I can think it, of another angle here for you, okay? Which is that okay. what Hector is saying to him is, you're going to need proof for like the cartels to, to kind right, of to uh, break down Gus. Yes. And so prove Gus you that, can't yeah. trust anyone else to get Nacho. You have to do it. Ah, maybe that's what he's saying. But then again, that's possible. That would go against us seeing the cousins go and get Nacho and be committed towards not killing him towards getting him alive enough to kill one of the right. dudes. So yep. they're Salamancas, they're following, they're there. So that's what makes me think that the proof is something other than You're right, because that was already in play. That yeah. nacho stuff was already in that's play. It wasn't like, yes. nah, yeah, see, Folo, I think you're right. There's that's something I mean. else. It's got to be something There's else. There's something else. You're or right. We're just looking too deep into it. Or, or that. But he does turn <laughs> back towards Mexico. He does. So, Mexico. so it's a good chance that wasn't him in the car. I don't think so. I don't think. Yeah, so. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I'm trying to think of also, was there anything else that, what was some of the last cons and shit that Jimmy and Kim were running? Maybe it could have been Kevin following him or something. I mean, Kevin's a pretty obsessive dude, but anyway. Dude, it. Ne- it could be anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what's let's cool. Let's talk okay. about Nacho. Okay, let's Nacho this. In both of these episodes, there is a lot of Nacho in this hotel room. Nacho looking out the window. Nacho getting some food. Nacho talking to Tyrus. Nacho killing the guy who's watching him. And then Nacho it, trying to call Mike, and Mike's not answering. Now, do you think Mike was purposefully not answering? So when the time came, he was the only person that would have a direct line with Nacho. Like he was staying okay, so, out of it until then. See that 
that was one of the things I was thinking about the whole time mm, okay. because he's so for pulling Nacho out, yeah. right? Yes. He like and, his son. And he's like his son. Yeah. So he's, you would think he would answer. So I, the only thing I could think of, because Tyrus is the one that's on the phone with him, right? To get to yes. the, the motel yep. and stuff. Okay. Because at first I'm like, who the hell is this? I thought it was Mike at first. And I'm like, no, it's not Mike. He's not answering. So it's not Mike. And then, of course. So did he have orders not to answer from Gus? He wouldn't have fucking Did he know that was anyway, in play? Yeah. Well, that's true. I did he know that was in play, the hotel and stuff in play? Because he does do the safe thing yep. at Nacho's place. Yep. And he knows what letter he's putting in there. When he puts that letter in the he safe, knows. he knows what it is. And he knows that. Gus is more than willing to give up Nacho's life to cover what happened here, right? Because especially later on, when Gus find when Gus picks up on the fact that Lalo's still alive, which I thought was awesome too. But we'll talk about that. Dude, in a the hand, yeah, we'll talk about that. But, That's um, amazing. I don't know. I I got the feeling that. And even in the scenes when we see Nacho calling Mike, right? And he's kind of like, pick up, you know, like yeah. that Mike did it on purpose and that just by doing nothing and not giving away his position, he earned uh, Nacho's trust. And now Mike kind of has this upper hand we see in the last scene with him and Gus where he's like, he wants to talk to you where it's like Gus is like Mike is the one that's in control because he now has the most valuable right. piece, which is Nacho. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. F fill me in again. Cause I I'm confused. Um, so that when Nacho, when Mike finally answers Nacho's call, that's after the shootout. Correct. Yes. Nacho has okay. Nacho has his. So did Nacho get away? He didn't crash. Nope, he got, he got away. away. He crashed through that last truck, and then when they pull back, you see it's turned, and he just kept on driving. Oh, okay. Yep. And then okay, the, the so cousins, twins, did not want to uh, go chase him. I guess, or maybe they did, and he got away. Or you know, we can't see everything that happened. I didn't want to ruin your suits, the silver and gold. Or they suits. figure they're going to find him. You know, like how far can he get? Maybe how far can he go? Yeah. He did take <laughs> what he did. He didn't take their car. He took someone else's. So we don't know if they have a trace on that car, though. It's possible. Right, right, right. Okay, so we did get away. Their guy. We don't even know whose guy that was. You know, yeah, that, that could have been Gus's guy that was watching him, you know, mm -hmm. but a great, great shot with him with the two guns. It's a Robert Rodriguez, Man. Tarantino esque, like him lying in the seat and how they. I love oh, my too. God. I just I love that stuff, dude. I want it's like, live. you know, what's amazing, too, about the I do, too. What's amazing about this show is you get your Jimmy McGill Chuck confrontations and you get your lawyer stuff and you get your, you know, brushing your teeth combos with Kim and Pam, Kim and Pam, Jimmy and Kim. Jimmy and Kimmy. Jimmy and Kimmy. And then yet you get the shootout that feels like that is just totally amazing. Like 
you wouldn't think would fit Dude, but when show, you do yeah, this show has everything it, man now but it does fit now that it's built up to this point because i can see in the fur in earlier seasons especially the last two this season last season part of season four two when he gets more into jimmy getting into being saul we're getting mm-hmm. that breaking bad yeah. level of violence right i mean we always mm-hmm. had it because Gus is involved in, and Mike are involved in the show. But now that it's right. on both sides, you know what I mean? And we're seeing all this stuff happen. And uh, especially coming towards the end here, it's just ratcheting it up, you know? And it, I mean, it's just they can shoot anything, too. They they shoot they the same care that they take to shoot scenes of tenderness or character study they take and shoot it in like a shootout, right? And it's always staged so well that it's not like Game of Thrones ending season eight where you're like, why don't the zombies just go across the water? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, you're, like they, they, the blocking is always perfect. Just the way they had, like they, the first thing they established about this hotel is that um, Nacho had to jump over that it has a barrier all the all the way around it, right? That it only right. has that one exit. So when he's caught there for that time, it's like, okay, I understand they have so eloquently showed us all sides uh, for, to, for us to understand the space we're working with that this mm-hmm. makes total sense. And all of my worried about Nacho, how's he going to get out? And is he going to have to run through him? Are they going to still shoot? You know, like, and then they shoot, they shoot the tires. It looks like you're like, what's going to happen? It just seems like it, it just all would be very real, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and also it's not the Sons stuff of with, no, well, we love sons of it. Although I do though. love it. Yes, we do love it. Much. We do love it. But right. I mean, this is, world. All alone, alone. got a radio soul. Jack, go flashing. Um, but like the stuff with him in the hotel room in that shack, and him figuring out he's being watched. Like it just the tension there. It just, oh my lord! It was just like it was like a whole movie itself. And I just, I love shit like that. And it helps to make the whole episode more tense, right? Like it kind of ratchets it up in every scene. Right. Cause like I said before, like in the preview pod, I was like, had seasons like seasons one and two ish had it. We, you know, bringing in Gus and bringing in the cartel stuff is why I think this was extended past two seasons. And because I don't know how long I could have, I would have been invested in just, I probably still would have watched because I love Bob Odenkirk and everybody. But of Chuck and Jimmy was also it could be hard to watch. Yeah, I, 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 I was at my last. I was at my last straw with yeah. that stuff. It, it was very, and I'm glad they 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 changed it to this because, you know, you get you're getting both worlds and it's just stuff you're invested in because the characters are so damn good. Yeah, I mean, you know. without the characters being so damn good, we wouldn't care as much. But we we we're invested in all. I mean, we, you know. So no, it makes it, it so much more worth it too. That's why we can contemplate the subtleties of 
Jimmy being worried about leading Kim into this life or Kim or this or, or, or about Howard or whatever it's, you know, even with Nacho, we've been with him for so many seasons and Mike, you know, you kind of see in this episode, man, you know, uh, Tyrus pulls a gun on him, right? Like he, he stands up for Nacho so strongly and it's so it's uh, i mean i have to say it's a bit ridiculous it's like stemming from when last season his granddaughter mentioned his son and he like yelled at her you know and then he couldn't see his granddaughter Mm -hmm. for a little while so then it's like okay i can't talk about this at home i'm gonna talk about it at work it's like we need to get back to the therapy mike and or you know get to the therapy help yourself You know, because Mm. it seems like he is so getting attached to Nacho as his surrogate son. And because of he also wants to try to maintain the relationship he has with his father, that little bit when he pulls Nacho's dad's um, license or fake license, right? Out of the... It almost looked like a passport card. Yeah, but I think it was me. fake, though, right? So they could get out if they right. needed to? Probably, probably. Um, yeah, because why would the real one be there? Yeah, and then he takes that out because he just doesn't want him involved. It's like Mike, because the relationship between he and his son was so tragic, right? Mm-hmm. That he wants to try to control or maintain the relationship that Nacho has with his father. Like he wants to caretake it and protect it it somehow fulfills what he couldn't have in his life. That's a great, Oh my God. It didn't even, yeah, it's like, that's a a great point. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also look at the length. You can't do that in this business, Mike, like you're going (laughs) to just pull that gun on him, you know? And if, if Nacho hadn't called, what would have happened? I think Mike would have that classic line that Mike uses uses that line a bunch. I think in both series where he says, "This isn't going to work out the way you think it Please. is." <laughs> that great, the great Jonathan Banks you know, voice. By good. the way, thank you. And it's that just was like, very good. That might have been your best. Mean man, you're like freaking Yoda up here, Mike. But it's it scares you. It makes you think, right? Like maybe I should yeah, do hey. this. Yeah, you know, Mike, Mike, I don't know. I don't know if Mike thinks he's on borrowed time or because he 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 ain't he ain't afraid to get himself dirty, get himself beat up and put into, you know, a coma. I mean, he's ready. I mean, when a guy pulls a gun on you, it's like you better use it or else you're going to, you know, Mike ain't going to forget that. Now, I can't remember if Tyrus is in bacon bat or not. I can't remember either. Okay, good. I'm we'll glad you go can't remember this season. It'll be a surprise to us. We can't remember everything. Let, we'll let some things. Oh God! Like, oh, I yeah, wish I could. Okay. Um, but I think that that scene, though, it's interesting because I think Gus recognizes that. I think that Gus, mm. you know, because remember he said to him about when they were to- talking in front of the Max uh, statue water fountain about how he, you know, he was like, I know you know about revenge. And so they share that. And Gus knows what a good worker Mike is. So he seems willing to accept this. 
But also, I think the fact that Mike ingratiated himself to Ignacio, Nacho, shows Gus that Mike is like how smart Mike is too. So I feel like, you know, what did you think about the thing when as Mike is kind of explaining this to Gus Mm -hmm. and when he's right, that Gus drops that glass and kind of like loses Mm. it for a second. What did you think of that scene? That, you know, it, it, it seemed like, one of the few times either Gus had some fear crept into him or not being in control of something or an indecision in his mind, like, because <laughs> the fact that he, he knows Lalo, even though everyone's saying Lalo's dead, Lalo's dead, he knows. And I think deep down inside Gus won't show it. I think he fears Lalo. Mm. I really do. And I think he, yes. he he knows something's coming, and I re, you know he doesn't fear Hector as much probably because you know he's in the wheelchair and stuff. But I just Lalo for some reason I think he's got because Lalo's unpredictable at times. You, you know he can go he's got that something else in him that goes against the old school ways. I mean he he he's he's a nut job. Um, and not, and not <laughs> just a, a gangster, not job. Yeah, yeah, he's a sociopath. He, well, he, yeah, he. I think mm-hmm. he let his guard down, and his his fear or emotions or uncertainty came out. And I think him putting the glass in his hand, picking it up, was him regaining him his composure and gaining his like power back Dude, in his mind. If you watch, because. I love this show so fuck God. Every shot is so beautiful. The framing, everything. I love this show. The little details. When Mm. Gus takes his hand and he is talking to Mike, and that's just before he says, "Um, let's get Nacho's dad. (laughs) Right? Like, because he realizes that now Mike has Nacho. Well, guess what? I got Nacho's dad. He, um, if you look when he drops the glass into the garbage can, there is like little, there's like a fucking thousand little tiny pieces of glass in his hand. And you know that Gus probably sat there. And as Mike kept on talking, he was just picking up every single tiny piece. Like, right. I'm su- I was surprised. I wonder if there's a cut. Of like a five minute version of just Gus picking up every freaking piece of glass, every shard. I bet you there is. You know, I bet you there is. Putting it in his hand. But you're absolutely right. That's like, again, so much of this show is about like damaged people trying to control, trying to get a handle on life, trying to uh, trying to uh, make other people project power on other people. And I think that's uh-huh. always Gus's way. Um, it's like cleaning the uh, the fryers, um, right? At the restaurant, but that uh, I, I don't. I don't. I think that Gus and Mike will just keep going. I don't know that there'll even be another mention. You know, I think if, mm-hmm. if Mike doesn't bring it up again, if they get in touch with Nacho, and it's better to bring Nacho in. But at this point in time, I have to say this, and I can't be alone in this. 
what fucking purpose would there be to keep Nacho alive? None. No, there isn't. At all. On anyone's part. Mike is the only one who sees the human advantage. Nacho's fucked. Yeah. He was fucked from the get-go. As soon as he got involved with Gus, he Uh, was He's done. He's done. I'm sorry, but I think that was one of my predictions. I think he's done. I mean, I don't know how. Dude, unless there's like El Camino 2 Nacho and Nacho <laughs> just gets away in his awesome car and maybe that's like a secret El Camino like, 2 Nacho. I don't see any way Nacho can get out of this, man. There's no logic no. that Mike Mike could keep him alive long enough so it's Gus that kills him. But Yeah. I don't I don't see Lalo's it. killing him. Lalo's killing yeah, him and that's probably. what we're going to see. That's, I mean, but better call Saul, Vince Gilligan, and the crew. They, they're they smarter than me, so I don't know. Oh, but, man. All right. We talked about a lot of shit. I guess some of the things we didn't talk about was I like the I like more of uh, Don Bosa. I like that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's kind of like he's kind of funny. Donnie Bosa. He kind of looks like a, your chemistry teacher or something like that. but or Or that he lost out on an audition for happy days as the Cunningham father, you know, he's like, you're a little too Latin. We have going so. different. Um, I think that the whole, um, we talked a little bit about it, but it made me really happy that when they did the whole safe thing, I immediately thought, Oh, they have to do that because, the Salamancas or Don Boso or Don Eladio, somebody's going to come check out Nacho's house, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's what happened. But they, but there was actually like a good 30 minutes or so or 40 minutes between those two scenes. And because you're watching it all together, you don't notice it. But it really was quite a distance in time to when Mike puts that note in and leaves and then we get Don Bosa on the phone with Gus talking about, you know, as he's saying, or, and then he calls the hotel too. It was just so obvious that that, that took me by surprise. I have to say that like the number to the hotel was was on the piece of, yeah, that, you know, like that I was like, they're breaking in this safe just to take out the dads, plant one thing, and then put in and bring in a new safe and putting it back. I was like, what the fuck? It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was... Well, they looked around, too. I think that they were also giving it a cursory, like, maybe Nacho told them about. You know what I mean? Like, I think there was enough of them kind of looking around as well. That was their main focus. But, um... I just thought the whole safe thing was great too. I mean, yeah, you, they're measuring it and you're like, why are they measuring it? Dude, this show is like how many cool little con, how many little jobs? There were like six or seven little jobs. You know what I mean? Like even the guy out watching Nacho, that whole exchange where he was like, they told me I'm not here to kill you. <laughs> Nacho was like, We'll see buddy. And then I was like, Oh fuck. The guy was like, yep, you got me. I am going to kill like, you. Like think about what, Breaking Bad go five seasons yes, with the it, split yes, in yeah. six. So we're going to have like 11, 11 seasons with Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. 
I mean, talk about how many shows have gone 11 seasons and been amazing every season. And don't forget El Camino, the movie. Don't forget. Oh, and you got the El Camino movie. Then you got El Camino 2, Nacho. Nacho. (laughs) El Camino 2, Nacho 2. No, that doesn't. That kind of rhymes. If I was a rapper. No, I just like El Camino 2, Nacho. I like That's all you need to know. El Camino 2, That's all you need to know. Um, But the scene between um, Hector, Don Bosa, and Gus at the the folks' home. The handshake. And just as soon as they shake hands... You just see, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gus is like, no fucking way. <laughs> Not Lalo's. Oh, Hector way. couldn't. <laughs> Hector couldn't resist yeah. giving him a little like he couldn't. Smile. He couldn't resist. He hates him so much. He could not resist. Gus had it in him, even though everyone's telling me Lalo's not, you know, Gus knew and that convinced him. Yeah. That handshake and that look. I think he, he knew enough to know that Lalo would have a backup plan somehow. Right. Of course. Because that was just the icing on the cake. Yep. And I think that's exactly. He he had to look at all the photographs. He kept on questioning Mm -hmm. it. And that's just Gus, man. You know, the thing that surprised me is it does show Mike fucks up a lot. And Mike, um, even after they found out that even after they or they didn't find out, but even after Gus is convinced and that that last scene when Tyrus pulls the gun on Mike. Mike is mm-hmm. kind of like, he wouldn't come back here. He's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what are you talking about, Mike? Like, he was really just trying to save Nacho still. And it's getting right. away. You know, if I, I don't know, man, I'm just saying, I love Nacho. But if I was Gus, I would be like, Tyrus, fucking go kill Nacho. Get Because the only thing he can do is cause me trouble. Yeah. There's 100%. no advantage to him. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. And, you know, Mike has his flaws, too. I mean, he's not perfect. Yeah. I mean, he gets a lot of jobs done. He he can figure things out. But when it comes to emotional attachment, that's where he seems to struggle. He's got a bit. Get this. I wonder if this is if this is going to take the whole season. If it, I just I can't imagine how Nacho's going to stay on the run like this without coming in through Mike, you know, to me, I, I, I gotta believe if, so we got two episodes, we got five left in this half. I, I think if not, I think the nacho storyline might end, uh, this half a season. That's what I'm saying. I think that might, yeah, I think, I think you can't have them on the run for five more episodes. And I remember last episode, I was like, Maybe they don't know Nacho did it. <laughs> like as soon as the episode begins, they're like fucking kill Nacho, and I was like, yeah, yeah, was wrong. yeah, it's pretty obvious that it was Nacho. He got away, you know. Like, yeah, when you're the one who gets away like that, it's pretty obvious that you were in on it. Um, right. It just. I wonder how. Whatever other proof there is, or even if they get Nacho. Nacho's never going to, they're going to get, maybe, maybe that's why Nacho's dad is going to have to play a part in this, whether it's Lalo or Gus 
who gets him involved because oh, the no. only way to get Nacho to admit that he was working with Gus would be to threaten his dad. Yeah. And, 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 and it's almost given his life for his dad. Like yes, we got your dad. We're going to exactly. shoot him. Yep. If you don't, he, he'll confess thinking they'll save him and his dad and they'll kill. They may kill both. Who yeah, knows? Definitely. I think we're going to so see it, something like that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Tough, uh, man. It would be nice to see Nacho get out, but also, you know, mm, Nacho's fucked up dude. Like those girls that are living at his house. Oh, the, that annoying Asian girl, the dominoes. <laughs> I wanted to pull my freaking hair they're out. Obviously not. You know, they're like meth heads. And I think, you know, Nacho's not living a good life. You know, Nacho's got a lot to clean up. If he goes yeah, on the you, run, he's got to, he's, he's really got to turn himself around. Yeah, I, I'm already, I, I mean, honestly, I have it in my brain that Nacho will die. I've prepared yeah. myself. If he doesn't, they'll do it in a, a way that'll be, oh, okay. That's the thing about the show. They're not going to do the CBS, well, you know, you know there's equalize still, away. I'm telling you, man, there still is my far out theory that Kim does something wrong. Nacho does something wrong. Kim and Nacho <laughs> run off together to Nebraska, to Omaha, and that's where Gene is going to go to get help. He's going to knock on a door, and it's going to be Kim and Nacho living together. In the- so Camino yeah. two, Nacho, Camino three, Nacho, Kim, and Jimmy. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, man. I think we covered let's wrap this it up, baby. episode. This was so fun, dude. Oh, this was nice. I like this. Oh, I think we did a good yeah. format. Everything turned out well. No, it's it's it's. I mean, you know, when you t- when you're doing a pod and talking with your one of your best friends and talking about an amazing show, I mean, it, it's just it's all it's all there. It's all there, baby. It's 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 a joy. Yes, it sure is. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. Go out, become a patron. Patreon.com/slash/dvr. We want to try to get 10 new patrons through this Better Call Saul season. So if you're a long-time listener, just come on. It's three bucks. Become part of the crew. Three bucks. We're going to start, to, I'm going to start doing more uh, Patreon-onlys because it's getting warmer. and I can go into the garage and record during the day. So you'll get some more. If, we get, if, we, if we get 10 or more Patreons, I'll, yeah. I'll even do my Heath solo pods All right. to yeah, add maybe. to the catalog, like do more. So maybe even a little DJ, DJ solo, DJ drunk solo. Oh yeah. No, we're, we're probably that, you know, I got to protect my reputation, oh, okay. but you never know. <laughs> never know. Okay. I'm on the wagon for a while. So. All right, that's okay. That's okay. Um, anyway, that's all we got. We're going to be back next week with a very amazing, well-qualified, well-groomed, um, just a, a top-notch individual we're having as a guest next week. A real... Well-groomed. Yes. A mm. real, yep. A, a, uh, a super star. That's what I'll say. Uh, definitely down to come to our show. I'm very excited for this person. Heath doesn't know. I'm laying some hints. If I don't. You catch it, yeah, you I might, don't. You might, ca- you might catch it I if you're listening that. well. <laughs> I told Axel not. I did not want to know. Yep. I didn't want to know because he, he showed me the list. 
And I'm like, oh my God, this list is like fantastic. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, and Axel's like, who, who do you want? I go, I can't pick. I'm like, surprise me. Yep. And we'd be surprised you every will. time. You will. And we're, we'll stretch it out though. So some people will see in the second part too, because right, right. we've got like, we're going to end up having like six or so <laughs> Ooh, guests. Bless you. And this was Thank already you. two episodes. We just want to do like every other episode. So we also get a time to just share ourselves with each other. Um, <laughs> just like Jimmy and Kimmy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jimmy and Kimmy and at the hotel Octavino. What was what was it called? I don't know. The ho- oh, the Hotel uh, Olulico or something like that. I don't know. Why did I say Octavino? Anyway. We're going to say goodnight, dvrpodcast.com. Email us at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a review on the iTunes, on the Spotify. That always helps. You know, support the pod, share it with people. Until then, I bid you adieu. Solo, do you have any final words? Nice threads. <laughs> <laughs>